Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Decessory Group podcast, your ultimate source for the latest economic development, business news, and activities in South Central Kentucky. I'm Jim Decessory, and I'm happy to be your host for this podcast, which is a companion to our newsletter, the Soki Economic Development and Business News. And if you're not a subscriber, well, check us out on our website, thedecessorygroup.com, or any of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can get uh, subscribed on those uh outlets anytime. In each episode, we're going to talk to individuals who have unique insights and perspectives on the region's economy and business landscape. Now, in this episode, I recently sat down with my good friend, Richie Sanders, and together we discussed the 2023 legislative session. Now, Richie has about 25 years, maybe over 25 years of government relations work, plus 18 of those years he served in the Kentucky General Assembly. I was honored to serve with him a couple of years in the uh, General Assembly. But since leaving uh, Frankfurt, he has been working in economic development, not only as a lobbyist, but he has served as an economic development director for Allen County and Scottsville. He's worked with the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet, the Cabinet for Economic Development in Frankfurt, as well as the Kentucky Department of Local Government and the Tennessee Valley Authority. Richie is a graduate of WKU, Go Tops, and his wife, Leslie, uh, have two daughters, Brooke and Anna. So here's my interview with Richie Sanders. Hey, Richie, thanks for uh, joining us on the DeCesare Group podcast. Uh, I'm so excited that you're here for a couple of reasons. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, this is all your fault. <laughs> okay. Well. I, I've been telling people that, you know, obviously the DeCesare Group uh, Soki Economic Development and Business Newsletter was kind of something we discussed late last year, and uh, you encouraged me to, to put that together. And so uh, we've had great response with that newsletter. We've got almost 400 subscribers now. Absolutely. Wow, that's great. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. And and so that kind of uh, got us thinking about, hey, let's do a podcast to uh, complement the newsletter. Yes. And so our first podcast, we had uh, Judge Buchanan on here to kind of lay some groundwork about uh, the history of economic development in South Central Kentucky. And I thought, well, you know, Richie has been around economic development for a few years, maybe one or two, right? Maybe one or two. <laughs> one yeah. or two. So, yeah. And uh, I thought it would be good to have you here because the legislative session just wrapped up. And uh, there were a lot of, a lot of things that happened in a short session that kind of surprised people. I, I don't think anybody was expecting uh, some of the things that happened to happen because if you read the uh, – uh, the legislative newsletter said while the 2023 legislative session may have opened to tempered expectations in January, it a gavel to a close with a stack of major bills in the books, including two breakout measures on medical cannabis and sports wagering, uh, which both passed in the final hours. And, you know, you're a former legislator and, and, these things take time. Both of these pieces of legislation have been out there for several years. Yeah, you know, I mean, and it was set up, you know, the forefathers set it up. It's not to be easy to pass legislation. I mean, you know, you and you serve there, and you know you, you got to get a bill, you know, through a committee in the House, through the full House, mm -hmm. through the full, you know, goes over to the Senate. You get it in a committee over on the Senate side, then you get it out of the Senate. And then if there's any changes, if, if each chamber, if any chamber makes a change, then it goes back to the start. So it's, it's not an easy process for, and, for someone to come along. And, and for these two measures in particular, I mean, um, medical marijuana and sports wagering, um, both chambers want their DNA on these pieces of legislation. They both have uh, strong convictions about each uh, piece of this legislation. It, it's kind of funny. The house was more, 
medical marijuana, and I think the Senate was more swagering, and then they kind of have to come and meet in the middle. Uh, and, and even though Adam Koenig was uh, the big sports wagering guy in the House, I think there was there was you know leadership in the Senate was more in favor of that than they were medical cannabis. I may be wrong, but that's just kind of the impressions from looking outside. Yeah, yeah. no, I think that I think that's fair. The you know the other thing you know Michael Meredith did a you know he did a superb job. I mean this this year also it took a super majority you know for mm-hmm. for the sports betting because it had dealing with revenue. You know this this right. is a non budget year and so. Um, when you're dealing with issues that, that affect the budget, it uh, it takes a supermajority, which is 60 votes in the House and 23 votes in the Senate, which normally it would take uh, 51 in the House and 20 in the 20 yeah. in the Senate. So you know that's a that's another hurdle that you have to deal with during the short non-budget session. Yeah, Michael uh, had a, a great session. In fact, it started off with the nursing home. Getting that final piece of funding. Uh, that was the first bill passed. That was the first bill passed. And yeah. then, uh, of course, the sports wagering, he got that across the finish line. And, of course, now he's chair of banking and an insurance committee, which is, uh, you know, a pretty important committee. Yeah. And uh, so, and, of course, he represents Warren County and uh, and South Central Kentucky. So we're yeah. we're excited to have him up there in a, in a major leadership role. Yeah. And that that's one of the great things about South Central Kentucky in the past. You know, we've had such strong local banks in place you know i mean mm-hmm. i always remember the story of uh Lil guthrie coming to town and yeah you know hey i'm thinking about starting a business and then they say well Lowell, there's some bankers here in bowling green they'd be interested in talking to you and you know he starts out with i don't know three employees and now yeah you know there's 600 plus you know and that was all you know because of local local leadership you know the, the local banks the local Local entrepreneurs getting and, involved. And, and in fact, a local contractor and him uh, partnered up. Yeah. Uh, they were both starting out at the same time, talking about Tommy Gum at Alliance Corporation. Uh, you know, they uh, they were both getting their start about the same time, and, uh, you know, they gambled on each other. Yeah, yeah. So, but look how it paid. I mean, and, and, you know, you think you go back to the, you know, Kenneth Bale and, and David Garvin and Johnny Webb. I'm, I mean, just so many yeah. uh, great leaders. Mike Buchanan, you know, the Judge Buchanan, you know, what a— what a leader. You now, know. you know, back to the, I mean, you've mentioned some great names there and we could have a whole conversation about Edmondson County at some point and, and all the, the great entrepreneurs that have come from there, not including you, <laughs> <laughs> but they all, you know, they all, they always go through Bowling Green. You know, Bowling yeah, Green. Yeah, they all end up in Bowling Green somehow or another. But so the, the medical marijuana or the medical cannabis bill, it's, it's two years away. It's two years out. Yeah. But there's going to be a lot of work done in the next two years. And uh, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's there'll be a lot of a lot of regulations that'll go through, you know, who's going to get the, you know, who will ultimately be the dispensers, um, you know, who there will be a process. You know, the, I think the local counties have got to also, you know, agree, hey, this is something we're, you know, we're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um you know, I would expect too that when the next session rolls around, there'll probably be some there'll probably be some tweaks to what what passed because it'll be well we didn't know it was going to have this impact or you know maybe there's some other things that will be that will be uh, brought out because uh, you know they do have the um, the cannabis um, at the University of Kentucky the the cannabis uh, 
research there, and so yeah. they're they're going to be coming out with a lot of do different. But it's you know it's it's something that's been talked about. I mean, there's lots of different uh, procedures that definitely cannabis you know will will help you know with with people who uh, you know have have cancer and and some of the other um, diseases that have been mentioned, yeah. and hopefully give them some some relief. And then you know we we've had an opioid issue in Kentucky, and so hopefully that's you know that's one of the pieces that will help uh, uh, do away with that. What's going on with the opioid addiction yeah. in the state? And uh, just just for those listening at home, we do have a studio audience of, of couple dogs in the in the studio with us. So yeah. if you hear some noises here, that's what that is. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make sure everybody knows what's going on here. It's not they're Richie. Good. Stu- they're it's good. not they're Richie good. stomach growling <laughs> no, or anything like that. <laughs> so on the uh, the sports wagering bill, uh, I think we may be the. I think we were surrounded by all the states around us. Maybe not all of them, but a lot of them had sports wagering. And uh, Kentucky was losing revenue but for not having that piece of legislation in place. So how, how's that going to impact Kentucky in the long run? Well, it'll, you know, it just, uh, it's just, an, you know, another form of entertainment that, mm-hmm. uh, that people have. And, and like you said, they could go, you know, down to Franklin and get on the app, you know, and says, hey, we're in Tennessee. They could place their. Yeah place their bets and then come across right back across the line in Kentucky and, and same and, in Louisville, and same in Louisville. do it in Indiana, do it in Indiana, you know, and, and Kentucky's such a, you know, a, a sports crazy yeah. state, you know, with the, with all the, all the sports that we have going on with the, with the university of Kentucky and, you know, university of Louisville, WKU, yeah. you know, so it's, um, and then you know it was already allowed. You know you could you could bet on horse racing with uh, through TV TVG. Yeah. And uh, so it just made I think a lot of a lot of sense to for the state to look at doing the doing the, doing the sports bet. Well, I know um, Representative Koenig or you know was at the uh, the bill signing. Of course, he he got um, he's no longer in office, but. Uh, he had a big part in that that piece of legislation. I think it was real nice that they invited him to the bill signing. Uh, one of the uh, uh, very first. Uh, well, let's let's segue into the gray machines. Tell uh, what are gray machines? Gray machines are uh, you you'll, you started seeing them kind of pop up in the eastern part of the state about um, I guess three years ago, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that was that um, the state of Virginia actually outlawed the the quote gray machines and so then you started seeing those machines move over starting over in the eastern part of the state and then they started coming coming across in other communities you will see them a lot of times in the in the back corner of some of the convenience stores right uh and um so you know they weren't regulated there wasn't any you know no age limit no you know a lot of different things and so so you had a process where the historical racing machines were at the were at the race tracks, right. and they were regulated and and have a you know got to be at least twenty one to enter those establishments and some and so so the legislature made the decision that they were going to outlaw the gray machines, mm-hmm. and they did pass legislation now. To be the gray machines group have they have filed uh, an asking for an injunction in Franklin Circuit Court. So okay. so this may be something that you know we don't know how that's going to play out in the 
yeah. in the court, so it may be coming back up again. So. And and according to some of the uh, information I he have here, the reason they're called gray machines is because they were operating in a gray area of the law. Yes. And I'm using air quotes here. But uh, as you said, there's already been a, a lawsuit filed, and, and so there could be some more legislation next year uh, dealing with that. Yeah, that's 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 absolutely, uh, you know, the, I'm sure it's probably going to be another issue going to have to be dealt with, depending on what the courts do. Yeah. So. Uh, one of the first bills that, that passed the, the legislative session was uh, income tax. Yeah, Lord, yeah, that's exciting. You know, I mean, the you know, the legislature, um, you know, took the uh, took the income tax from five percent to four and a half percent. Now it's going to go to four percent next year. Yeah, and so as as the as the legislature looks to be more of having a a, a tax system that's more in tune with Tennessee, mm -hmm. and you know, getting it away from taxing income to more on taxing uh, on sales. Yeah. So there was a uh, and and you hear this this term a lot in the legislature called unintended consequences. Yes. <laughs> and so. Uh, when Judge Buchanan was here on our first show, we talked about the TIF district. Mm -hmm. So were, were there some unintended consequences with this uh, this tax bill that, that affect our TIF district in South Central Kentucky, especially in Bowling Green? There was, uh, you know, actually because, you know, the, the TIF was started, you know, you, the, the, the TIF works about that you get back a percentage of the income tax, the sales tax, yeah. and the property tax. And so when, the, when you lower the income tax, mm -hmm. then that makes less Make. less money to pay back the bonds that had been set up for the TIF district. It now, messes up the numbers. Messes up the numbers. And and we were able to work with the with the legislature and we got a we got a two year pause on that. Oh there we go. You <laughs> yeah. like that, huh? <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> so we work with the legislature and we're able to get a two year pause on the um, on the four to make sure that that you know it's be the same so it won't be affected when the when the income tax goes to four percent okay and so um then the next session of the legislature we'll we'll try to see if we can get a another two-year pause because you know i mean what's happened has been you know dynamic in bowling green you know with the with the uh baseball stadium and, right and you know the uk medical school having a having a branch there yeah. and, and uh you know all the exciting things you know you got sky pack i mean you got really um the tiff in downtown bowling green has has done what yeah what it was hoped and, and in fact to do. i just read a story uh recently that um the the former 643 location is going to be taken over i think by the the, the ownership of el mazalan uh, Mexican restaurant, so awesome. Uh, there'll there'll be a, a new uh, venue to eat down yeah. down there, so uh, that's exciting as well. And uh, of course, that that's that's in the TIF district too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and I want to give credit to you know Senator um, Senator Gibbons. You know, he's a Senate pro tem. You know, mm -hmm. he really helped with the TIF. You know, Senator uh, Mike Wilson. You know, he's the whip. Yeah. You know, those. Uh, and then you have Senator Max Wise. So he actually with redistricting, you know. Uh, Warren County has now gotten three three senators. When I when I started in the in way back in 1990 in the legislature, you had um, 
Logan and Warren were one cent district. Right. And and it's amazing. And it was that way when I started as well. Yeah. And you know, and then it went from Logan or from Butler to Warren and And then just Warren. And then just Warren. And now, you know, Warren has got so much growth it's actually got three three state senators. And and, and, you know, we talked about that in the last show is is we are the fastest growing area in the state and uh, you know, it makes sense that our uh, legislative delegation is growing as well. Uh, so I'm excited that, you know, our uh, income tax is going down. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. A, that's always good news. And, of course, uh, another thing that's important for businesses is this unemployment insurance uh, issue. And, um, y- you know, obviously we have a workforce participation problem. Uh, getting people back into the workforce, and what what was happening is, is when people were were going on unemployment insurance, they were taking advantage of the the full twenty twenty one weeks, however long it is, and so there was some legislation passed last year that reduces that number of weeks down, and I guess it coincides with the unemployment rate, the number of jobs available, and things like that. So they came back and tweaked that a little bit this year. Yeah, there was some um, there was some question about hey can we go as far as we went you know in kentucky and so they, there had to be a little bit of tweak but i think it's definitely in the right direction because yeah. you know we got to well what how do we look compared to the other states and uh then we we did have it where there is a you know depending on what the unemployment rate is in particular areas how long you could draw unemployment benefits uh, yeah you know it's just just all about making kentucky competitive as far as uh, creating jobs and economic development so also we got a couple of uh, new legislators representing South Central Kentucky, specifically Warren County. We have Dr. Robert Duvall, who is uh, actually in my old seat that replaced Steve Sheldon, and then Kevin Jackson, who replaced Patty Minter, and he he actually had a really good session. Yeah, they 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 both hit the hit the ground running, and um, you know one of the different you know they led played a big part in helping with the TIF district that we talked about earlier, mm-hmm. and then also the the growth districts for schools that was in uh, house bill five five fifty three and that meant a lot for bowling green and warren county and what happened was that um when covid happened mm-hmm. the the legislature went in and they froze the number of for the num- the reimbursement that that school districts got for the number of kids that they had at at the 19 number mm-hmm. and so that worked for areas that had seen their enrollment drop but there wasn't any mac- mechanism in there for for school districts that had that had had growth in which with warren county and bowling green there were over 600 kids yeah and plus you know you have the uniqueness of, of bowling green and warren county you know with which are dynamic you know with the with the all the different languages that are that are spoken in the school district, you know, all the different. Right. And so that was that was about a almost a three million dollar hit for for Warren County, and about a million, close to a million dollar, I think, hit for for uh, Bowling Green Independent Schools. And so um, we were able to work with uh, Kevin Jackson, the legislative delegation from Warren County in the House, played a key part in that, uh, led by. Led by Representative Jackson, Dr. Duval, Sean McPherson, um, who's on the Appropriations and Revenue Committee in the House, played a key, and then Michael Meredith, and then over on the Senate side, we had we had two of the leaders. We had uh, uh, Mike Wilson, who is a whip, and then you had the President Pro Tem David Givens, and then you had the Chairman of the Economic Development Committee, uh, Mike 
wise all advocating and yeah. so we were able to get that get that through uh right and so i want to give a special thanks definitely for for the legislative delegate and then jason petrie is next door jason is the chairman of the appropriations and revenue committee and so that as you know all those yeah cogs make a make a big difference and when you say next door he represents uh todd and logan county and he until redistricting he actually had part of warren yes. county too so he's he's familiar with the area as well so uh but but the the most important thing in 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 that growth district language it, it was that it, it made them whole it did uh, to some extent and and helps them because you know, just the the language barrier that our schools have with the I think there's about a hundred different languages between both schools. Um, that's money that they get a little bit of money from the federal government to cover that, but not nearly enough. Yeah, and so they're always struggling to uh, to cover that. And so when when they take a hit, whether it's a three million dollar hit or or a one million dollar hit or whatever the numbers are, um, that that's huge uh, for a school district. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, so then, um, you know, just uh, one other bill that that Representative Jackson had was House Bill Thirty Two, which uh, e you know, just like any other employer, school districts are having a hard time finding employees too, and so he uh, had a bill that would allow uh, for for classified personnel, such as cafeteria workers, bus drivers, and whatnot. Uh, right now, by law, you got to have a, a high school diploma. And so this will allow, uh, this piece of legislation will allow school districts to hire people without that diploma, but give them a pathway to get their GED. So a good piece of legislation that will help uh, help them uh, with their workforce. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he he got that got that through the legislature through, you know so. yes his first bill his first bill, his first bill. <laughs> pretty exciting and yeah. i know he had a bill signing a few weeks ago uh with the governor and and so that's exciting as well so is, is there anything that I, I really didn't hit on i mean there's there's a lot of moving parts to the legislature and you know some of this happens during session but a lot of these things continue on well after session uh, is over yeah, yeah i want to you know give you you know kudos and you know warren county you know you, you you know, here's where actually the the right to work legislation. You know, this is where that started. You know, and, and you were a champion of that. And and you know, if you look at you know all the economic development that's happened, you know, here in South Central. I mean, we're this area is one of the is the leading area in the state. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing. Uh, and um, you know, and Warren County started that, and then and then it went statewide. And and um, you know, that that's one of the a policy decision that. You know, as it's because because what was happening is because we we didn't have that in place, there was there was opportunities that weren't even looking at Kentucky. Right. It, so, it was a game changer. I mean, it's it's you know we have a blue oval now. We have Advision. We have you know Crown Cork and Seal and Tyson and Ball and all these different entities uh, here. And, and you know, I, I I'd like to think that Right to Work had something to do with that. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, and uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a lot of different pieces, yeah. um, you know, and all of it, you know, plays an important part. You know, uh, um, you know, one of the things too, you know, when we got the national tobacco settlement money, you know, we put money into infrastructure, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we put, you know, water and sewer and, and now they're doing broadband and internet and, uh, you know, um, you know, at the time we thought we were putting, you know, quite a bit of money into water and sewer. And now with the growth that we're having, we're kind of like, well, <laughs> that, that probably wasn't enough, you know, <laughs> right. and uh, it's a good problem to have. Though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but it, it's hard to predict what the growth is going to be 
you know, 30 years ago. Yes. And and that's one of the things that Judge Buchanan and I talked about. You know, 30 years ago, the, the landscape is a lot different than it is today. Yeah. And uh, you can only project so much. And, you know, we're always going to have infrastructure needs in this area, you know, if we continue to grow like we've been growing over the last 20, 25 years. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and you brought, you know, excellent point. I mean, we were working on getting the, you know, the technical school at the Trans Park and then the technical school at, at Franklin at, at exit, uh, exit, six. exit 6. And, uh, you know, there was some pushback. Well, do you, does this area, does this area really need to have two technical schools? You know, that that we could close. use another one actually <laughs> well, but, but i mean you're exactly right i mean because yeah. because you know they both have been you know wildly successful you know i mean there's you know tractor supply you know one of the reasons they're in franklin's because they got that technical school right. there you know you got uh fritz winter you know one of the reasons they're in franklin's hey you got that technical school right there you know i mean it just makes you know it just sends a signal and then the same actually same dynamics that happens with the technical school at uh, at the trans park you right know, you have uh you know the tool and die programs, the other things, the skills. You know the to to be able to to supply the employees that these companies demand and need. And, and now so, uh, they have um, a heavy equipment operator heavy equipment operator. Yeah, yeah, and you know we you know the local community stepped up to the plate and said, hey, here's what we'll do, and then the state put some money into it, and hey, we got here's the property we can do the heavy, and so you know it all. It all clicked and all worked, and that's what it should. That's what it should be. You know, and and before we wrap up here, I do want to talk about. Uh, you know, we've mentioned Simpson County, we've mentioned Warren County, but uh, you also have uh, some roots in Allen County as well. I think you represented them when you were in the the, I, the General Assembly, I did. and you served as their economic development director down there for a time. Um, they've had some some pretty good successes here lately as well, especially with their new industrial. Park. Yes. It's, you know, it's ideally, you know, it's, it's, um, it's there on the, on the Scottsville road, you know, it's all is Bowling Green and Scottsville all kind of merged together. You know, it's pretty dynamic. You know, the Halton company has got a, you know, brand new facility there and, and right. then there's a, there's a brand new, uh, spec building going up on that piece of property. And so, you know, that's, that's going to be a, I think a lot of success is going to happen there. And, you know, as you know, people come in, they don't know where the county boundaries are, you no. know, from Warren County to Allen they County. They just want to know how close it is to the interstate. <laughs> they just want how close it is to the interstate. That's, that's absolutely, absolutely. So uh, um, I, d I did want to go back and give some, you know, more kudos to Michael Meredith about the Veterans Nursing Home, you yeah. know, and Mike Wilson. You know, that's something that, you know, uh, Speaker of the House Jody Richards, you know, started that, you know, a long time ago. As you, you know, as we talked earlier, you know, sometimes it takes – it takes a while for things to happen, but being persistent is is a key. Well, and yeah. I, you know, I was still there when we, we got the, the first time we got it in the budget. I was actually in leadership, and uh, you know, we were we were fighting with Eastern Kentucky yeah. over that because they they decided they wanted one. Yeah, and not that they don't deserve one, but you know, we, it, the numbers just were better for for this area to have one first. And so it was it was a struggle and it took several years for that to happen. And I mean, and, and you look at some of the uh, Ray Bigger staff and uh, others that that were champions of that that nursing facility. They've been at it a lot longer a long than time. any of us. A long time. <laughs> a long time. So, yeah. Yeah. And we're so appreciative, you know, of the veterans. I mean, you know, that's sure. that's. Uh, appreciate. Yeah. Them. We got to take care of them. We and, you know, our, our poppy, you know, the, the boomers are uh, 
retiring and uh, you know so we're going to have to have more and more of those needs and I, I'm sure that's something that the General Assembly is going to have to address down the road as well on you know senior care facilities and things like that as well yeah. and so anyhow I, you know overall for a short session not too bad um, yeah, they said they weren't going to do a whole lot. You know? <laughs> I, I was teasing Kevin Jackson that, you know, there wasn't a – and I say this to tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, as far as legislation for the economy and for business, it was kind of light this session mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, there's still things that need to be done to make us more competitive, not only uh, regionally but globally as well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we're doing a lot of good things down in this area, but – uh, we could always use a few more tools in the in the toolbox to help us compete against you know the Tennessees, the Texas, and other uh, states that that have you know little more incentives for for potential employees. Yeah, yeah. but we, we have made some great strides. I know you you know we worked on that you know the TVA and Lua, Lua mm -hmm. tax. You know that means one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year for you know all the all the counties in the T and a lot of them you know that's that's all they have. Yeah. And, but that's, that's actually done um, remarkably well because that money, that program allows them to be able to match other dollars, uh, in specifically for economic development. Yeah. And I know from my work in Logan County with their economic development group, that was, that money was extremely important to, uh, uh, the Logan industrial development authority. And I know it is for, for all the TVA counties and most of them are in South central Kentucky or uh, most of the counties in South central Kentucky are TVA, not all of them, yeah. but a, a good majority of them. And so they benefit from that. And I know, uh, representative Roland who has now retired as well. He was a champion. He <laughs> He's, was a champion. Yeah. That was uh, one that he, he carried across the finish line. Anything uh, that, that we didn't touch on, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, um, when I, you know, think about, you know, having the engineering program here at Western, you know, getting that as a certified program, you know, because they were for a long time, you know, UK was the That was a brother. fight, too. That was a fight, too, you know. And then, you know, the the medical school, you know, having a medical school in your community, you know, University of Kentucky Medical School. I mean, well, and, and you go back before that with the, the doctor of um, – um, of uh, physical therapy program, the DPT program, yeah. that that was you know that was a fight with the UK as well. Yeah. So yes, you yes. know there were some turf battles, but they, they've been overcome and they've just made us us better. And, yeah, you know one of the I think one of the themes that we'll hear as this podcast continues is that uh, one of the drivers of our economy is WKU. We cannot you know forget that at any time because really that's that has a huge impact as well as sky ctc and our public school systems yeah absolutely absolutely and you know even going back you know there was a partnership with uh with the city of bowling green you know when they renovated diddle arena and mm -hmm. and um you know i mean it's you know there's not a bad you know watching a ball game at diddle arena there's not a bad there's not no. a bad seat in the house there, there I mean, isn't. it's it's, it's you know, it's it's an awesome venue to, to to view a basketball game. And you think about all the people in the legislature that are WKU grads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and not only in the legislature, but our federal <laughs> delegation too. Yeah. So I mean not not many, but uh, Representative Comer is a WKU grad. Yeah. And I've seen him in some ball games, but you know, uh, Kevin Jackson, uh, you, you know, uh, Robert Duvall, I believe, went to Western. Yeah. Uh, I know he teaches at Western, you know, yeah. so James Tipton, who's a, who's the chairman of the education committee. He's yeah. A, he's and his son went to the Gatton Academy. So 
uh, you know, there's a lot of connections to Bowling Green and WKU in in our leader in our decision making process as far as the legislature is concerned. Yeah, and you know, Senator David Williams, you know, he's a second in the Senate. He was. He's got like five degrees from there. I think he's got like five degrees. He still might be enrolled. I don't know. <laughs> but anyhow. Hey, Richie, I, I really appreciate you coming by. Before I let you go, I do want to get on a personal note here. I understand that your daughter is going to New York City, and she's got a, a production. That's, why don't you tell us about yeah, it Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's excited. She's going to get—she goes to— uh, the Berkeley School of Music in Boston, and so she you couldn't get into Western. She that's a Jody Richards joke <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so um, one of her classmates has got a, a musical that's going to be they're going to be doing it in in New York at uh, Studio Fifty Four or uh, Theater Fifty Four. And uh-huh. uh, so her classmate asks Brooke to go co-produce that. Awesome. And so she, she's going to be able to do that in, in New York City, so that's exciting. And um, it'll be one night, um, May the 7th. And for those that want to, you can you could live stream it or you can go to New York and buy a ticket and watch the watch the play. And watch she the is doing some fundraising too, right? She is. <laughs> so uh, is, there a, is there a place that people can go and check that out? Yeah, if you go if you go to Brooke Sanders' Facebook page or if okay. you go to Richie Sanders' Facebook page, I've got a, actually got a link there. Okay. To, Super so, duper. So. And you can buy a virtual ticket you too, You can buy right? a virtual ticket. Now, now are you going to go to New York and watch this? I'm, I'm got planning on going to New York. Uh, yeah, you better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, thanks for being on the program. You're, you're Number two, but you're number one in our books. Well, uh, <laughs> well, you know, I thank you for putting this together, uh, Jim. You know, this is this is something you know that all the everything's going on in South Central Kentucky, and you know, related to business is, you know, we need to we need to talk about it and be able to let people know. So. Well, it's all your fault. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Richie, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Wow, that was some good stuff. Thank you for tuning in to the DeCesare Group podcast. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Richie Sanders about the 2023 legislative session. Today's program is produced by the DeCesare Group. Justin DeCesare is our engineer with content contributions from Brooke Mattingly and Amy DeCesare. We'll be back soon with more industry leaders, business owners, and experts in the field about the latest economic development and business activities in the region. Until next time, I'm Jim DeCesare.